I need to come over to your place and drop off some whiskey. Uh, okay, I'll take a shot. Perfect cast show. I am Isa. I am Drew. And we're separate from Zephyr this week and just going to go over some goings on and the Son drop. And uh, first off, in goings on, Red Note has opened. Uh, definitely check that out. Um, yeah, first... you can go to rednotelv.com to check out their schedule and everything um personally i've been playing a lot of itl which is a worldwide online in the groove event with a bunch of charts that they picked that are really fun and it's a couple of months long um i crawl out of my smx cave once a year to play some in the groove with that yeah i played for like i think two or three different sessions and then we in the testing group in Step Maniacs, we started testing edits mode. So I kind of stopped doing ITL because a bunch of people in the test group started making edit charts that were basically ITL charts. Yeah, so we can talk about that as well. That's a new drop. Yeah, we can, we can just say that it's announced officially that it's coming. We don't know when it's going to be publicly released, but we've been testing it the uh, group of volunteer testers and the devs We've been testing it, going over some issues, figuring out how exactly to implement some things, but it's been pretty cool so far. A lot of people have been creating their own edits for charts. And most of them are really hard, uh, really tech oriented, like lots of brackets, lots of foot switches. There's been a few people I've made that have been very stamina focused, but it's going to be really cool once it's released. It's pretty slick already, and they haven't even finished doing all the stuff they need to do yet. So we have a pretty good thing to, to look forward to. Hopefully it'll be released by Red October. I'm pretty sure it will be. Yeah, I've seen some people playing some charts, and they look really cool. There's some fun stuff. I saw some people playing some stuff for one of my favorite chart artist jay brat or mandoto and um also dante played some edit charts in his speed in his speed running marathon showcase um is there going to be a place online where we can see his showcase i only caught like the very end of it i'm not really sure i didn't i was not able to watch it yeah i saw him play this super crazy edit to crab rave at the end <laughs> Uh, yep. <laughs> you guys will just have to wait and see. And then as far as tournaments, um, there's one in June in Florida, the Project Storm, and it recently had qualifiers announced, so you can check that out on the Discord if you need more info. Um, and there's Bite 6 in August in Virginia, so those are the closest upcoming ones. Yep, and then uh, Zephyr, Chez, the owner of Red Note, and also uh, WDRM, which is Bobby. They are going to be in SGDQ this year. So that's May 29th at 10.02 Central Time. 
there's we'll probably have to put some links to that but it'll be on the games done quick twitch channel it will be those three playing and then zom and myself will be commentating that should be pretty cool it'll be about an hour to an hour 20 minutes total oh and then one other thing that people have been doing is a no bar um online versus tournament um so too late to like join and get in on that it's currently been going on between players but some of them are posting videos of it and it looks and so you could always check out them playing it on twitch or if they upload any vods um, that's on the discord as well yeah the kind of format that we decided for at least the first round was two players or there's like a group of players after the qualifiers so there's two groups and then the people in the group just do like a round robin so everyone plays each other person and we basically draw to where you have 13 songs to play and you have 30 minutes to play those songs and you can play each song as many times as you want in that a lot of time and whoever wins the most out of your match wins um but yeah it's been pretty fun some people have discovered that they have pretty good talent for no bar that they didn't know they had and then a few other people that Always play no bar. I've uh, just been cleaning up for the most part, but some pretty good upsets <laughs> yeah. here and there. A couple here and there. And if it sounds fun to you, join the chat and convince them to do it again. Yeah, it's just a remote thing. You do do your own. You don't have to go at the same time. You just play your set. The other person plays their set whenever, and you compare scores. So on to the song drop that recently came out. Five more songs. Um, Musically, they were all awesome. I love them all. Yeah, I was really, really happy with the choice of songs. We had a pretty good variety of different things. Start. I started with Wild since that's what I played first. Um, Tonight by Nanobee. I was so excited. I've submitted so many Nanobee songs to the <laughs> song um, submission form. And uh, I love all his new rave songs. This is so cool. And it has an awesome video. Thanks, Kevin. Um, the chart is really fun, I thought. It has fun little patterns and rhythms of the runs, and then it had these nice little foot switches, too. Yeah, uh, I really thought the uh, full custom background animation was, like, really sweet. Um, so definitely played at least once with the full background brightness, so you can see that. Um, overall, I just thought it was, like, a good intro to 21s for a while if you're, like, trying to move up from 19s and 20s. Um, but yeah, I really like that chart overall. Yeah, and Nanobee actually posted um, on his YouTube account the video to the whole song. So you can see the whole song's whole video if you want on his Nanobee YouTube. Oh, yeah, that's right, Kevin. He made the full version of the video for for the song. Um, and then there was A Little Love. Um, so this one was really fun. It was kind of... Um, straightforward except for there's a couple hard parts with like some skittles patterns and then some cool patterns with like mine pits that were pretty fun yeah there's like a few little 30 second note bursts i think they worked really well um there's a couple bracket optional sections as well um but again i've played some of the itl and i've been playing a lot of the edit charts that have tons of brackets so like I've seen brackets everywhere now, even if they're not supposed to be there. So take that for what it's worth. Yeah, no, I think I turned it into a bracket, too, because I've just been having tons of brackets with it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a little more complicated of a chart than tonight. 
but just a really solid chart. A lot of things working really well together. And this one, like the sync on this is so perfect. This is like one of the most perfect. This one and work, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Just overall, this whole update, the sync is so good on this. I think it's probably one of the best synced updates that we've had. Yeah, for me, the easiest to time was this next one we're going to talk about, Blackstar, and then also Dr. Bombay. Um, <clears throat> Blackstar is basically a stamina chart. There's not that much tech. Um, it ha I like like the ending run. They add like some cheeky little jacks, I'll say, in at the end. Um, you kind of got to know it's coming to not mess it up <laughs> since the rest of it is just like straightforward runs. Um, it also had some interesting like roll and hold patterns. Um, and I just thought it flowed really well. Yeah, the rolls are really tasteful. They are put in, um, they went with the rhythm of the song really well. And there were some mines thrown in there to kind of add some complexity to the rolls as well. And the background animation, again, is pretty sweet. It's not like a full custom animation. So like, it's not just one whole video, but there's a lot of really cool like black hole and like overall like space kind of themes in there that I'm assuming Kevin made, but... Uh, it could have been anyone on the team. I'm, there's a few different people that kind of contribute to those kind of things. But yeah, pretty simple patterns for the most part. Um, there's some longer streams in there, but they're mostly just anchored on one panel with one foot. So not too difficult overall, but really fun as a 22. Um, so Stockholm to Bombay. Um, so I was so excited for this. I used to listen to Dr. Bombay CD all the time. And they put the actual music video in. It's so awesome. Um, <clears throat> this one is really chill, basic runs, patterns, stamina type thing, basically. Um, I got one on my second try. I was so sad, so close. Um, but yeah, totally like cold open, as people say. Um, I actually, yeah, so the very first time I didn't get it. But I got it the second time. That's not where I got my one perfect. Yep, definitely. I don't think anyone got like a sight read that they were really happy with because the intro of the chart is just like a vocal non-music sort of thing. And then the very first beat of the song, there's notes. Uh, so it's kind of weird because um, so we mentioned the edit mode that we're testing out. Um, I'll just say that when you're edit making your own chart in the app, you can't put notes before like uh, three or four measures after the beginning of the song. So it's kind of weird that they would do that. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Weird. And then about the background video, uh, so Baseball Alarm Clock and the SMX Discord, he said, the background video of Stockholm to Bombay feels like a Tim and Eric sketch. And I think that's like right on. It's so weird and just out there. So many different weird things I mean, going on. Just it's just Dr. Bombay. I mean, he had um, some songs in like 2DX third mix or something. And they had his music videos in there too for Calcutta and SOS. And you got to watch those two people. If you don't know his videos, go watch them. So yeah, definitely watch it with the full brightness at least once. Um, again, this one's like really perfectly synced. Um, as far as the chart goes, there's a couple spins in there, and then there's like a really nice use of lift on a couple parts as accentuations to the uh, to the lyrics. So yeah, really, really good chart. Wait, I thought the lifts were on the full. Uh, I think it's on Wild 2. I was watching through them today. I think there's only like one or two. I don't remember that at all from Wild. You guys will have to go play it to see who's right. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Um, and then the last one, work. I was so surprised by this. It is a 21, and the amount of different tech they put in it is so awesome. Um, there's a crossover at the very beginning that's basically mandatory, um, so I do it, I guess. And there's some brackets, there's some foot switches, the patterns are so unique and fun. There's a section with patterns with the middle step that hardly ever get done. I love this one so much. Yeah, when I heard the song, like, in the uh, the official video for the update and then just hearing the preview music, I was like, okay, this is not really my style of music at all. But the more I play it, like, the chart is so good. It's so good. There's so many different things going on. There's tons of, like, center, paddle, center panel stuff, which I really like because Dead Maniacs is five panel, so there, I think there should be more, but... Just overall, the chart and song work so well together. And it's, again, this is like the most perfectly synced song, I think, in the game maybe, but it definitely at least in this update. And this is like overall the best synced update, and this is the best synced chart and song. So yeah, really like this one. Um, and then <clears throat> that wraps up Wild. The next thing I played was Duel. I thought it was basically pretty boring until work. Sorry, but um, yeah. Um, we can talk about the okay. stuff before work if you want. All right. So tonight it had a 10, which is like, yeah, I say read APC that because it's a 10. Um, then I also had an 18. It was pretty interesting. It had a lot of varied rhythms in the beginning, but then the rest of the chart was mostly just like eighth notes and a, a single 16th note rhythm that was repeated kind of over and over. Uh, to me, that one felt more like a 16, I would say, just overall. Then we have a little love. There's an 11, which was an 11. And then there's a 19. So yeah, this is like a good 19. A lot of rhythms were really similar to the wild chart. There's like a pretty long kind of 16th burst and then some eighth note jacks thrown in there as well to give it some variety. But yeah, really good 19 for a duel. And then work, they had a 13. Yeah, just kind of a 13. Um, another first try APC on this one for me, but like, cause it's like the best synced song in the game again, but just a really good eighth note chart. If you're just looking for like an eighth note kind of dual training kind of chart and then work had also a 20. Um, so really similar ideas to wild, but just kind of in the dual format, but decently straightforward. Um, I thought this more leaned towards like a 19 than a 20, but it also had some really good usage of mines as well that kind of made you jump around. Yeah, that's what I put. I said fun jumping around and interesting stuff. I would recommend work 20 duel. Yep, it's a good chart. I liked it. Black Star had a 15. Um, it's just kind of a 15, but it did have some kind of interesting like uh, wide jump holds where you're holding a jump that's like a few panels apart. Kind of had to spread your legs out a little more than normal, especially for a 15s. And then also had a 20. Um, it had some sim similar roll and mine ideas from the wild. Um, definitely felt like a 20 to me. Um, there's a few like 16th streams thrown in there as well. But yeah, pretty good 20. And we had Stockholm to Bombay. There's a 16, just kind of a straightforward 16. Nothing really else to say about that one. And then there's a 21. And this is the other duel that I do recommend. 
It had some very fun hold note stuff and lots of good moving back and forth. Good Duel 21. Yep. Very much kind of a wild light, um, but like in the dual format. But it had some unique things. It had like a jump hold with some hand plants thrown in there. But I mean, let's be real. We probably all did them as bracket stomps. Not very many people use hands in this game. Uh, some of the lifts are a little weird lifting with the same foot that you use for the next step. So you kind of have to keep your air up in the foot or you have to put it down and then do a quick double step. Really, really good 21. So definitely play Stockholm to Bombay on like every difficulty. Okay, moving on to the full part of the update. Um, tonight, the 22, I said it's really fun and a lot harder than it seems. There's not that many notes, like, but it's hard. You got a twist. Yeah, especially the first third of the song. About the first third was very, very twisty. But the overall, the whole chart was just twisty. Like, not extreme, but, like, you definitely have to twist a lot. So that's really fun. That's a, those are my favorite kinds of full mode charts. And then I also had a 15. That was kind of fine. That was just kind of a 15. Not much to say. Yeah, I played the lower ones this time, but don't really have comments on them. Eh. Um, a Little Love, that was a really fun one again on the 22. No twisting required. Um, but still really fun. A full chart for people who don't play full. Get into just moving around the pads. Um, but yeah, very enjoyable. Yeah, I think what you mean by that is since there's not like complicated turns or anything, you can kind of just read it straightforward. Yeah, I mean like any, like you don't really have to twist at all. Yeah. Like your body is just straightforward. Like sometimes if you go into the back arrow, I mean... Normally, there's at least some twisting. There was, like, none in this. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that reminded me of, or that reminds me of Dance, which is uh, 25 on full, but there's literally zero crossovers or turns in the whole thing. It's just yeah. hard. But it can still be hard, or Libra or Vita, like, ugh, it can still be hard. Yep, so this one, straightforward. Uh, there's a good amount of, like, a longer 16th note streams, so... It's a good 22 to kind of practice on getting your full mode stamina up a little bit. And this one also had a 14. It's a fine 14. Uh, so work on the 21. It was pretty straightforward for the most part. Um, I was so confused when the hold note first happened near the end where you got... I did it as foot switches, of course. Um, eventually. <laughs> on the second try once I was like, oh, this is coming. Yeah, so I... Uh, I did the same thing. It came up and I there's a hold on the right on the player two side and you have you you're holding it with your left foot and then a few notes come up on the player one side so you have to just switch the hold to your right foot and then reach over with your left. Or I watched it again and you can actually play it the same way you play the bewitched full mode chart where you ho you hold with one foot and then you just spin around your body and hit all the other notes as you go around. Um, so yeah, there's uh, two options there basically, but overall just a pretty easy 21. Um, I really thought it was closer to like a 19 or maybe a 20, but overall it was pretty good. I liked it. Um, and then work also had a 16. So like there's another site read APC that I had, but just really because of the sync is so good and it was just a really comfy and had a really good flow with this one. Uh, Black Star as a 22, uh, that was really fun. 
You get to like this section at the end, though, that's a little tricky. You could do it as crossovers or foot switches, but either way you do it, it's pretty tricky. I did not see it coming at first, um, but overall it had a lot of fun little interesting runs and holds. Um, I actually chose crossovers. I don't know what's happened to me. Yeah, I think you saw our cookies and you said, I'm going to the dark side. Because <laughs> now you're doing crossovers all the time. You never did before. Well, ITL has a lot of crossovers they make you do too. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, this chart, it goes from side to side a lot. So like from the player one side to the player two side. But it also has some really nice wide patterns where one foot's on one side and one foot's on the other side. And you have to kind of stay in the... Uh, center your body over the middle those are like my favorite kinds of charts um, those and a lot of twisties and stuff so i really like fold charts that use the full 10 panels like it's like one big platform instead of some charts they kind of move you over all the way to one side and it's kind of like a wild chart and then it kind of switches you over to the other side and it's kind of just a wild chart so this one's really cool how it keeps you moving around a lot i really like that and then Blackstar also had a 16. It's fine. It's kind of weird. A few of the jumps didn't flow too well for me, but I think just I suggest if you play the 16, just play it one notch slower than you normally would because the uh, the jumps just kind of come up weird to, to read. But not a bad chart. Just kind of different. Um, so Stockholm to Bombay 19. I mean, I like hard charts, but this was maybe my favorite full chart. It was so, so good. It has fun crossovers and lifts. Um, it took me a couple of tries to make to make myself do it right, but I finally did it. I did all the crossovers. I felt so satisfied. I got a great score. Yeah, this one is so fun. The crossovers, like they're not just crossovers. They're crossovers that also go across the middle two arrows. So those are really cool because you kind of don't ever get those in in wild because you have to basically turn your body while still being in the middle of the two sides so those are really fun i thought overall it could probably be rated as like an 18 but it's just a really really fun good chart and then also had a 14 which was fine didn't really have anything to say about that one um and then i played hard um, I'll just kind of say which, which, what each song had. Two Night had a 13 and an 18. Then A Little Love had a 14 and a 17. Black Star had a 15 and a 17. And then Stockholm to Bombay had a 14 and a 17. And Work had a 14 and a 17. So lots of 17s there. Just in general with Hard, I think, as I said earlier, I think this is like the best synced update we've had. Um, I've already APC'd eight of the ten charts and only two play sessions, and I just thought the hard plus charts on this one were really well made. They're feeling more and more like uh, wild lights or like training for wild. I'm really liking the direction they're taking with the hard plus charts. They're feeling more closer to like ITG hard instead of medium, which hard mode's kind of always been more similar to medium from ITG. But these hard plus charts are just kind of adding that extra little in-between difficulty, which are really cool. Just a little bit more of 16th note rhythms overall and like mines and rolls and stuff adding in there. I didn't play team because I don't have anyone to play with. So 
Yeah, sadly, I didn't play any team. And there was also new team charts in the big update of added charts as well. But yeah, I haven't played any of those either because don't have a teammate with me right now. Yeah, so speaking of added charts, we got some new charts added for some existing songs. So we'll talk a little bit about those. Yeah, I didn't get to play all of them because, like I said, I've been playing ITL. So I tried to play stuff to uh, prepare myself for this. But I only got through the 22s on Duel, which there were a lot of 22s they added. Um, and I think most of them overall are pretty fun. Um, personal reality was, like, definitely difficult. I do agree with it being a 22. I'm not a big fan of the jump, then decide which foot to start on. Good luck. And it's <laughs> that this chart does like a lot. Monody is one of my favorites because I don't think there's really that many gallopy, rhythmy charts in SMX. And so it's basically the wild, but I'm okay with that. It's fun and difficult anyway, and I will play it on Duel, yes. Licky Licky Duel felt kind of weird to me. I don't know. Just the timing in the beginning seemed weird, but I mean, I still got it, but... I, just, I don't know if I just didn't think it went with the music that much or then it has like this bomb thing where you can do the thing. Um, there's a trick where you can just jump on the bombs on time and they don't go off. So I just jump over and over. It gets better was really fun. Lots of moving around back and forth. That's a fun thing in Duel. But yeah, I don't know if everything was really a 22. Like it gets better. I don't know. Yeah. Especially with some of the other 22s and how hard they are. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Um, in general, some of the plus charts that have been added in on Duel seem to be rated like maybe one or two higher than they would have been rated previously. But I think it helps differentiate from the previous existing charts. So I think that might be kind of what they're going for. Um, but yeah, some notable new charts in Duel that were like 19 plus, I would there's I Love You Baby. There's another 22 on that. Uh, Unity has a 21. I Feel Sun has a 20. Be My Hero has a 21. Birdie has a 19. Can't Let Go has a 19. Dreaming. Okay. Dreaming has a 21, but like, oh my god, the intro. There's like a long 30-second note stream in the intro. That's It's a half BPM, so it play, plays like mm-hmm. 16s, but... It is so hard to get that run because it makes you move your foot in bet- <laughs> in the middle of that. And it's like, oh my goodness. Okay, I'm going to have to try it. Yeah, like even Dante hasn't full comboed it yet. Uh, he's gotten zero perfects and one miss a bunch of times. And then we have Get Down has a 21 added. Indignation, there's another 22. Then Moonstone has a 20. Think Thousand Thoughts has a 21. Big Blue Bouncy Ball has a 21, and Funny Love has a 20. Um, there's like maybe 20 or 30 additional charts that I didn't mention, but those are a lot lower for the most part. Uh, but yeah, those are the most notable ones that I've played. And then on full, like I was so tired. So the only one I played was the 23, Be My Hero, which I don't think that's a 23. Um once again, a thing with like no crossovers, which is fine, but it's just like um, a stamina chart, and yeah, I just don't think it's a 23. Yeah, so some of these that were added, uh, notably we have Girls Night Out, was a 21 was added, uh, Be My Hero was added as a 23, Can't Let Go was added as a 20, 
It gets better, 22. Moonstone, 21. Show me your moves, 21. And the last time, 22. So yeah, some of those that are like the 21, 22, 23, they're kind of more like stamina focused. They go, they're a lot different from the existing charts for those songs. Uh, most of those songs had quite lower difficulties. So like in the like 13 to like 17 range. So these higher ones are charted much, much differently. But yeah, I think it's good to kind of fill out that upper level with some of these and some of these I really enjoyed playing just having the additional difficulty of the more stamina focus yeah there's a lot of other charts added for full and hard and dual but we did mention those because most of the other ones are much lower rated so not too much to say for those um, but yeah that's pretty much it for now they've been kind of adding more of additional charts like that kind of every like one to two weeks and little kind of batches. So if you're playing at an arcade, just kind of check in the mobile app what songs you may have not played yet and what charts are might be newer. Yeah, if you're just on um, your scores on the app you and you just choose the difficulty like right there and you have it on personal, just like right there at the top will be an option to see songs that you are have unplayed. So it's real easy to figure out um, what you need to play. Just change it to personal on the difficulty, and right away it says unplayed songs, and you just click on it, and it'll show you what you need to play. Oh, and then uh, uh Noah, he also has on his GitHub, he has a list that automatically gets updated when these new new batches of charts come out, and it'll show which songs have new charts. Uh, so we'll, we could throw a link in there if we remember. But yeah, I think that's about it for the song drop. All right. Well, have fun playing, guys, and we'll see you in a month or so. Yeah, keep stepping. All right. I am back from a super busy life right before a super busy life. Let's see if Word and Issa got my notes and followed my instructions. Early callouts, uh, tournaments check, and uh, yeah. Oh, edits mode's out, but they, they didn't know that when we recorded this two weeks ago. But yeah, edit mode's out. Go, go check it out. We'll do a whole podcast on that soon. I swear, Aziz. And finally, I had to get my word in on my favorite charts for this drop. They are Stockholm to Bombay and a little love. The hard 14s. Those little 14s pack a lot of fun into very few steps. They really get you moving back and forth with uh, very thoughtfully with every little bit of pattern that those charts have. I really like how these, these two charts make me move around. I, I like them so much that I played them over and over, and I will declare them to be my twin charts of song drop, if not for Stockholm to Bombay, full 19, coming in with a steel chair and a baseball bat on a line from the rafters to take out everyone and everything and every other chart in this game. It's so much fun. It's like everybody to the sun. It's like perks. It's like Moonlight Full. It is just hands down one of the best full charts in the game for no bar play or just playing in general. It's a super duper fun chart and you should play it immediately. Word was right. You should play every difficulty of Stockholm to Bombay, but you should especially play full 19. Main topic. We got chess. We're talking competition. Welcome back to the show. We just keep recycling guests, don't we? 
Uh, you're, Thank you. You're here for Glad like three on. things. You're you're here for the, the the topic, right? Getting competitive, which involves like this this place where we hold tournaments and the tournaments we've run, and m- maybe we we're gonna talk some about that. And also, you're here because we're promoting our our GDQ run, which is gonna be at the end of this month, Memorial Day, Monday, May 29th. Uh, hopefully this is edited and up by then. I sure hope it is. Uh, sorry, everyone. I've been extremely busy. I am super duper duper busy. I don't think I've said it on the podcast. Maybe I did last month, but uh, I just met someone new in my life. I um, have a new partner and uh, we've just been eating up all of each other's time. And that's even pushed into Step Maniac's time sometimes, which includes this podcast, which in- includes writing tournament documentation. Hey, that's that's something we're going to be talking about. It all ties together. Uh, but you're also here because you, you opened an arcade this month. You remember that? Or I guess that was last yeah, month. Yeah, that was fun. It was, it, was, it was when the song drop happened. The song drop happened the day yeah. your arcade opened. Yeah. We, that's we right. Had to, yeah, I think it was. We had to April ping you on 29th. Discord, and we yeah. couldn't get a hold of you. And we were like, "Update your machines! Update your machines! There's new content." Yeah, it was super busy. We had like, I think it was like a hundred people throughout the weekend. You ran a great show. Going, so it was a great it was really party. Busy. You and uh, do we do we get to name drop your your uh, what what's your employee's name? Oh, Jennifer? Yeah, she did a great job organizing that. Uh, yeah, she did a Shout phenomenal job through a great party. There's there's cake. There was it, it that underplays it. There was there was catering. It was a blast. Uh, it was I I spent a lot of time playing teams and trying to get Bobby and Chez to play our sets from Games Done Quick. Real quick, I, I don't know how much it got brought up in the the pre-show, but I want to shout it out extra mega big because I'm super excited about this. If you don't know what Games Done Quick is, uh, this one, Summer Games Done Quick specifically, because they do two a year, is a biannual charity event where lots of games get run in a big giant marathon back to back to back to back, and representatives from gaming communities uh, get to show off their skills at those games. It's mostly speedrunning, like 95% of it is speedrunning. And myself, that's, that's Zephyr, and Chez, that's, hey, that's you. And Bobby, I don't know where he is, but he'll show up somewhere. We always repeat guests. Oh, gosh, darn it. I mean, I see the here? opportunity. I might as well just, I think I'll just jump in a little bit, but I am very excited for GDQ. <laughs> what are you doing here? What? I saw the door of opportunity, so I had to walk through and, and have we, a blast. Should we with talk you about why we're doing this? I, I I have motivations. I personally just really want to promote Step Maniacs. That's my primary motivation. I don't really I don't really see it as a springboard for my personal stream. Uh, I see Step Maniacs as too small of a spectator game because if if you're into Step Maniacs, you're probably playing it, not watching it. So it's more of a community hangout. That's why I stream, and yeah, I, I just want. I want people to see this game. I definitely have the secondary goal of I'm raising money for a charity. And that goal is aligned with my goal of promoting my game because the better, the more money I raise for that charity, the better I promote my game and vice versa. So those, those things are together. So I'm trying very hard to make our run one of the ones that, you know, makes some big money on that holiday primetime slot. No, I can agree with you. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, when you said that we're going to try to get for GDQ and get a slot, I mean, I was hopeful, but I mean, you came by a few days later and said, hey, congratulations, we got the spot, let alone a prime spot. 
But um, once again, like uh, I've, I would, you know, just it's just a show, the showcase the actual game to everybody else, just to increase the, com um, the community as much as we can. That's my main purpose as well. I mean, I don't get too much time to uh, play very much, but seeing the community grow is is definitely one of my bigger uh, goals. I would say with with a uh, with this game. Yeah, it's gonna be good to have people that ne have never even heard of Step Maniacs. Maybe they've heard of other dance games, but you know, it's great to get. Some Speaking more exposure of exposure to the game, to the, game sure. the city the three of us live in, two Step Maniacs machines, two Dedicabs, just sitting right in there in great working order. We do need to get in there and, and tint mod your your stages. That's that's not going to look good come red October, but we got we got months and months. Um, you, you, you plugged the arcade before, but <laughs> yeah. that was before it was open, and that was like a year ago. It's one of our first podcast episodes. Do you want to talk a little bit about what this arcade is? Because it's not just Step Maniacs, right? Like that's two out of what, like 50-something machines? Yeah, there's like about more like 25. But yeah, it's a, it's a rhythm game-focused arcade. So maybe I would say like maybe half of them are are dance games actually, and then the other half are like more like the hand. You've got hand a group poster. Like TX pop and music. You have the You've future got a future machines. Coaster. I don't know how to and play we just it. Got a group I stepped coaster, on yeah. it. I, I, I stood at it once at the at the pre-opening party and said, "Oh right, I can't read Japanese. This is going to be a problem." Well, I'll, kept I'll figure out how to navigate coaster, the menus so eventually. I'll watch a tutorial on it because it is very fun. It's a super fun game. Okay, so focus of this, getting competitive. Before we even get into tournaments, I want to talk about other forms of competition and our motivations for why we compete. So let's let's dump into that. Motivation is the first thing that I think about when I, I think about getting competitive because to me there's always the the why that I want to answer before I do anything. That's easy for me, but I bet it's going to be different for both of you, and I bet it's going to be different for a listener. For me, the reason I get competitive at Step Maniacs is because I'm always just trying to measure myself. I'm trying to measure myself against other people. I'm trying to see how I'm growing, both compa not, but compared to myself too, because ultimately that's a measure, but having a pool of peers is really good for me. I'm always trying to look at other no-bar players and how I, I compete to know like, hey, this is the category I'm in. Like, let's start stacking it. Let's start slicing the pie as many different ways as we can. Uh, cut that cake in, in different verticals and see how I stack up against different peer groups. Uh, in fact, there's um, there are some players that will... Instead, their, their way of being competitive is they just run like statistics on themselves and other players and they see where they can grind out extra points on certain charts. That's something Rice Steve, who's been on the show, does for fun. Uh, he's uh, helped me do that a couple of times uh, and we've, we've thought of different ways and this might be a, a thing we talk about on another podcast, but different ways of actually running uh, anonymous comps on peers at similar skill levels to you so that you can find ways to find that low-hanging fruit on on leaderboard points because that that's one of the places you'll compete um but yeah I, I i'm always trying to compare myself to another person also it's a it's it's a big motivation i'm looking for a motivation to keep me into this game because i really really never want to quit playing this game again or or dance games in general at least because they keep me happy they keep me fit and they keep me healthy yeah, I, I can I can definitely agree with you on that. Like I can say like back in ITJ's ITGJ's when it was like very competitive and like you know at the prime day like um that's when I would always focus on like like you said like um uh, 
going over like the actual concessions that are actually going to be there and maybe see what their weaknesses are and then I would grind consistently because I love playing the game as well. I would play the game like six days a week like it was non-stop but like I don't I don't really see myself as super competitive that much anymore but I mean regardless when you're in a tournament you're competitive you want to be first right of course you want to be better than everybody else but I think just my competitive scene now is just very enjoyable just to see everybody finally come into one room we all like you know compete with fun but at the same time like you're you're growing with yourself and you're growing with everybody else and then maybe something that you found the tournament that's your weakness and then you slowly build on that and it just makes you um, a better tournament uh contestant like later on for the next tournament and it kind of just keeps building it so self-improvement and socialization are big big strong factors for why you compete it 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 Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, hands down. I, I would say in the very beginning when I played ITG a lot back in the days, it was, uh, it was just to be better. Honestly, like um, it might seem like kind of a solo type gold, but like I would always play and like I thought I was really good, and then somebody would come from a different state and like destroy my score, and I was like, okay, I'm so far behind, and I would go back and I beat it and back and forth, and it was always like that one up type thing. There was never a top. Chess, it just why kept do you, growing. Why, why you know do you compete? Because you've won a couple of tournaments uh, for Step Maniacs. I don't know what your previous dance game history was. The small ones that we did here locally, and then you've also. Uh, gosh, I mean, you went crazy on the dual leaderboards for a while. You were APCing most of that entire folder. Oh, man, Ch- Chez <laughs> is a beast. I mean, all, all he needs to do, if, if he played consistently, like, whew, he'd be a... He's already a hard... He's, he's, he's a hard contestant to go against already. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I would say there's a distinction between, like, leaderboard chasing and then competitiveness in tournaments at least for me so for leaderboard chasing it's really that's really just the motivation like the main motivation for you to play the game i think without points or leaderboards i probably wouldn't play the game nearly half as much as i do now so i think like the points itself is like the main motivation for me but in terms of tournament competition i would say it's looking for those really hype moments and like really tense moments like you know, like you're in the finals match and it's like, you know, you're tied 2-2 and it's a best of five and there's like hundreds of people watching you, everything's on the line. So like, th- like I really, really, really enjoy those moments. Even, like if it's, even if it's like me competing or someone else, I, I really like, I think that's what, that's what motivates me for So to get you to, GD, to do GDQ, I had to agree that you did not have to say a word, but the actual performing in front of all those people, that, that, that <laughs> pressure, that's actually a good fun motivator for you, right? Yeah, that yeah, that's that's what I live for. Those moments. Yeah. Remember, remember, yeah. perfect score. Well, I mean, only. if he doesn't have yeah. to talk, yeah. he won't be nervous, right? It's just going to be all fun pressure. Yes. Yeah, I like. I that guess kind of let's pressure. go into some of our tournaments. Uh, I want to. I want to talk about a lot, and this is going to be a little disjointed, and hopefully, I don't have to jumble these up time wise. But this is the way they organized in my thoughts when I started laying this out on the on the outline. I. Uh, run tournaments for completely different reasons. Uh, it is the socialization that I run them for and the community building aspect of them. I really enjoy creating a space, uh, especially the kind of space that I want to exist in. So 
being the person who just steps up and volunteers and runs a thing means that I'm the person with that creative control over how that pans out. So for example, me and Chez, we do Red October and it's basically me and him. And you can disagree with me, Chez, if you think I'm, I'm mischaracterizing this, but it's basically the two of us negotiating what the rule sets are going to be. I'm, I'm making the, the draft and we're going back and forth and arguing over what we think is the best way to handle this and that. And we're talking logistics and we're talking uh, simplicity and comprehension and we're talking how we want things to go. And it, there's a lot behind the, con- there's a lot of conversation behind a, a rule set, for example, that I think gets lost when you just read it and you say, why is this like this? Like, for example, I like simplicity in rules, so I try not to have uh, difficulties increase throughout a tournament unless it's a very simple mechanism that's easy for a player to track because I never want them to have to think, what what difficulty range are we on for this round of this bracket and, uh, and this mode? And I, I don't want people to have to rack their brains ever. I want them to just know what to do. Uh, I... I like simple visuals. I like uh, I, I like the aesthetic of Step Maniacs itself. So going with that that hyper simplicity, you just walk right into it, uh, plays very well into my style, or my style plays very well into this kind of game. We don't do EX scoring. We just go game score because that's pretty close to EX scoring. I, I'm going on. Yeah. No, I mean that. I think yeah, you. You hit the nail nail on the head there. Um, I think a lot of the negotiation happens because there it's it's kind of like a balancing act. Like on one hand, you want to be a, as inclusive as possible and get as many matches to as many people as possible. But on the other hand, you, you kind of want to run like a, a competitive, like a high level competitive tournament. So balancing those two ends is is always going to be tough, especially on a on a big a big big yeah, event. Yeah, and like we have Red we, there's so many things that we're constantly have to balance. <clears throat> Uh, and that's why having two or three heads on one of these things is so good. If if either one of us ran one of these as like just by just by ourselves solo, I think maybe somebody with ten years of experience running this exact event over and over, they could effortlessly run through it all. But when it's a fairly new game with a fairly new competitive scene, to two people who've not run a lot of dance game tournaments. Uh, Re- uh, the the April tournament was my second or third dance game tournament I'd ever run, and so I've got a whole five under my belt now. Four, so not not many. I think the uh, oh, the easiest great. chart you can play is a twenty one, and for the whole tournament because we didn't want anyone we didn't want APC versus APC ever, and you could definitely get that on a nineteen or a twenty at a, in a tournament of this level. And the people we're attracting to this tournament. Part of the thing is, is right. we're trying to attract the top people. That's why we're throwing down a ton of money. You know, we're starting with seventy five hundred bucks across. Most of that's on the two bigger tournaments. The the mild tournament has like I think a two hundred dollar prize pool or something really tiny. It's it's minuscule compared. Maybe it's five hundred dollars minuscule compared to the rest. And because the point is. We want to attract, we want to get at least 16 people right. in both of the, the invitational, the full invitational and the, the wild tournament because we want to, we want to throw the big party. We want to have the big, the big one because again, we want to control where things go. We're also the ideal oh, place yeah. to do it. Like it's, it's also a, 
if not for us, but who? And we can do it the best. There's a little bit of a, this is our hobby and we're going to engage in it and we can do it the best. So we are going to do it the best. We've got giant ambitions for streaming. We're going to be streaming at least two machines again. Uh, how many matches at a time we're streaming? That's one of the things we're arguing about right now is is uh, I want to I, I wanna stream yeah. four machines simultaneously, <laughs> not all on one stream, but farmed out to different streams. What if you want to follow ESA for the entire tournament? What if you want to follow Word for the entire tournament? Then you would be able to follow that person for the entire tournament mm-hmm. live if you could follow them from machine to machine. Mm. The counter argument for that is that's going to be a nightmare on physical setup. Now you have to have an oh, extra streaming computer, and there's all this logistics of, well, now Oof. you want, well, the featured matches are already going to have to be on the same two machines. Oh, we haven't even talked about how we probably might have to move more machines in, but signups will determine that. If we only have, you know, so many people sign up, then we don't have to bring in more machines. So, you know what? Maybe don't come to Red October. Maybe, maybe just like 20 people. Maybe <laughs> don't come. What? <laughs> just, 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 just like tw- just 20. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. We, then we, we don't, don't need more than 20. More we'll just keep it bad and keep the, the Chez, price you don't out. have to buy a DX cab. It's fine. <laughs> it's all fine. But, but, but you need a DX No, cab. I don't think we need one. <laughs> It'd be nice to have one. It's so pretty. It's so it's it's so pretty. Maybe when I plan one, I'll I'll change my mind. Oh, it, oh, it'll change your mind going for sure. On. Hey, it's it's actually going to be wrapped up by the time I'm done editing this episode. Uh, if if not, I'll well then that means I edited really fast. The Nobar tournament. It's in the finals right now. It's wrapped up pretty quick. It's an online tournament. I planned that format actually. Let me talk about that for a while. I conceived of this tournament because I really missed the kinds of tournaments I played when I did uh, when I played Link to the Past Randomizer, which is a game where when you play this game that game competitively, you have to meet up with your opponent online. You have to schedule it where you're playing a two-hour race uh, once or twice a week. Usually, usually it's like a two or three game set, and you have to. It's it's this really grindy like you're spending a ton of time in this in this moment and it's like a week to week thing so a tournament takes a long period of time it's not this instantaneous it's over in a day or it's over in a weekend and i wanted to bring that sensation to step maniac so i did originally it was going to be with a freestyle tournament and then i realized there are maybe six people in the entire world interested in freestyling step maniacs so i guessed hey you know what a lot of people are into no bar which they're not they're about 12 people into no bar step maniacs in the world and and a few of them didn't sign up because they were busy like uh mckeebler and kyle uh but we got 10 uh it turns out Chez is better at no bar than me whoops uh didn't need that ego hit but uh uh yeah it's 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 moved on from groups phase it's in the finals they're doing a big 1v1v1v1 for the final and uh, Senpai is expected to win it because he is the best no-bar player in the world, hands down. And uh, if if I'm wrong and Wiz takes it or Lemming took it, I will super eat crow and edit it in right here and say eat crow, but I don't have to edit it in here because Senpai took it. He probably <laughs> took it like 10-3. Or... He has all the no-bar world records, so yeah, my money's on him. Man. But uh, yeah, so the format, I also wanted to make it a grind. I, it's an endurance grind. You have to play your 13 songs in 30 minutes, and you're encouraged to play them as fast as possible, because if you get done with them all, you can replay them and and upscore a couple of them, sometimes as many as three if you're really fast. And 
that's because I like to play that way. I like how no bar is a fitness grind. It makes you keep your heart rate up and burn a lot of calories for in a short amount of time, especially uh, when you're playing full and you're switching back and forth between full and wild. So I basically just made a tournament where the format was the way I like to play. And I tricked nine other people into doing it with me. Sounds great. I wish I you, would have participated. Uh, probably do it again in six months. <laughs> then, uh, then I'll definitely, I'll definitely be next. And uh, I hope to I'll, inspire I'll more online time. tournaments. I, I really hope that other people take this because I can't do them all. But uh, I, I hope other people get the idea and say, yeah, I really like this idea of you average maybe once a week or once every two weeks, and you have this tournament that goes slowly, especially because we're doing this one asynchronously, and there's. Uh, a lot of ways to make make a lot of tournaments work out that way but you can always just say okay it's a shorter match it's a 15 minute match like most 1v1s are in in step maniacs or any dance game and then it's a little easier for you to get together at the same time and you know stream at the same time or set up at the same time it's definitely more difficult for arcade goers but it's not impossible you can definitely do this you can do totally do one of these online tournaments without having access to your own machine you can play on one you can set up a tournament to where not everyone participating has to own their own machine at home to where they could just point a camera at their themselves playing and participate that way and that's 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 the barrier to entry i'm trying to get to because traveling is hard i remember being a poor 19 year old the thought of traveling to red october would have been impossible no matter how good at the game i would have been so this lets me include people Oh yeah, which is it's it's great. It's, and while it's I'm rambling, idea, speaking honestly. of including people, let's talk about courts for about like two minutes, okay? Uh, this young lady, uh, Wiz's daughter, I don't want to say too much because you know, child, minor, uh, but decided to step up with all of the adults, all of us big boys and girls, and play against us in a high-level competitive tournament. She's likely to take fifth place in her group. That's fine. She's really young. Uh, to give a little bit of direct here, let me let me speak directly to to uh, Wiz Wiz Wiz. Grab your headphones, put them put them on your your this this young lady, and let me give some words of encouragement. <laughs> hey, you just competed against nine adults with adult bodies and heights, and years and years or decades of experience, and you held your own. Next year, you're going to do better. In two or three years, you're not going to be placing near the bottom of the pack. You're going to be placing near the middle of the pack. And by the time you're an adult, you're going to be winning some of these tournaments. So I hope this is not discouraging. I hope you keep playing. And I really look forward to playing Step Maniacs with you and your family more in the future. I think that you are amazing at the dedication you're putting into this hobby of yours at such a young age. I personally chased you on the wild leaderboard for months because I couldn't keep up with you on wild. And I am someone who is more than a foot taller than you. And I have decades of dance game experience. So uh, keep going if this is still fun and it's still something you're passionate about because you've definitely got a lot of fans already and you're gonna have more. Was that was that motivating enough? I, I really I really don't want Yeah, that I was, don't uh, want that was my beautiful. tournament to be the reason <laughs> somebody got demotivated to compete in dance games. 
No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, even without that great motivational speech and stuff like that, I think she was just like she's probably excited for the next one. She probably can't wait. It was probably her first like competition. There's talk know. of a family mm-hmm. outing to Red October, yeah. and definitely that is that is the skill level that I I point the mile tournament to. I don't want the mile tournament being pointed at let's say your local lower level tournament. You know that back in the day, a DDR beginner tournament would be would cap at like eights, which would be like Step Maniac 17s or 18s. That's that's not what what we're going for with the mile tournament. We're going for people like me, Cathayden, Zivi, people who really can't cut it in the 21 to 28 range. I mean, we can cut it in the 21 to 23 range, but then you start getting up there and we can't hang with uh, these two guys, with, you know, Chez and, and Bobby and Word and Isa. So it's... It's the mild tournament. It's still a challenging tournament, regardless. Oh yeah, I, I expect some really close matches near the end of the the mild brackets for sure. And once again, it goes back into saying like yeah, that's the motivational thing, regardless if it's like mild or medium or something like that. They're very exciting matches to watch, and then you're watching other people grow, and then before you know it, they're in the same bracket as you, and then they might demolish you next time. Next, next subtopic, because this is a, this is a thing that we did not talk about la- any of the, any of the times we've talked about being competitive in Step Maniacs or anytime it's, it's come up tangentially, how it affects the rest of our lives. Uh, does it affect you psychologically? Does it get you pumped? Do you get happier? You know, when you, when you do super well, uh, and this is going to be a different for, from person to person, you listening might realize being competitive actually really harms you psychologically because not being able to keep up might really not feel good. If you're, say, once we start getting into our 40s and 50s, as our bodies start to say, no, can't play as good as we used to, it it can be really depressing to no try more. to stay competitive. And then you really need to think about, maybe I need to let that go. Uh, whereas... For me, it keeps me going. For Bobby, it keeps... For, for all three of us, well, not for Bobby on the leaderboard, but for, for me and Chez, that's a lot of what keeps us playing over and over. It doesn't so much for me right now, but there are times when that's carried me through, and that's why I've started up a session, was to keep up with McKeebler, to keep up with Senpai, to keep up with Quartz. And I, I think that's a, a great thing to... When it's working out well, I think it's wonderful to latch onto and embrace, but uh, I, I could think of times when, for example, uh, well, well, gosh, just competitive set maniacs affects all three of our lives. It keeps me super busy. I could be doing other things with my time. Right, but you, en- but you enjoy this, so and, you're, you're and enjoying your time with hey, this. Hey, it gets me together with a bunch of my friends. It gets me to see people that I wouldn't otherwise get to see. Right. Uh, speaking of which, uh, travel, it makes you travel you go to places where you might not have otherwise gone to if you're yeah. go you know unless you live here you got to come here and vice versa uh my my goal is definitely to make it to bite this yeah. year i would like to make it to other tournaments but we'll see what my time and budget allow no and i i can definitely agree with the traveling thing like if it wasn't for kyle the team like you know lightning and all of them like if they didn't like kind of force me like hey like well not force me like just like kind of pump me up like hey you should come to florida you should come do this and help us out with this and like 
without that, that's that's my break from life. That's my break from my work environment. Like, I don't really notice it until it actually happens. It's the same thing when I play Set Maniacs or any dance game. Like, you know, all I know is just work left and right. And then, like, when I actually get a chance to play, it kind of just resets my stress levels and resets my, like, uh, overall perspective on everything. Where I'm playing, time just flies. Like, you know, like, it's just something that I just enjoy. And before I know it, once I'm done playing after a few hours, take a shower... I go back to the same, like, you know, normal life. And you're like, wait, why don't I play this game more? Why don't, why don't I have more fun, like, getting used to the music and having a blast going to the arcade and meeting more people? So that that's, that that's like, I can completely understand where the game can kind of take you, take you places, like, outside of your normal lifestyle until the point where kind of, like, travel into your own little world where you just enjoy it, regardless if it's work-related or not. Or, like, once you said, like, traveling, like... I, I, I love traveling. I just don't get a chance to do it. But when I do it, like, I, I never regret it, which this game and other games have definitely drive me to. And I, I enjoy it every single time it happens. And I'll never, I'll never regret it. Yeah, I think during my time in college, I think the only type of travel I did, or, like, the vast majority of travel I did was, like, just going to dance game tournaments and just meeting people. Yeah, no, it's it's fun. It's really fun. Like, I I, I have missed out on like ma- like you know a lot of tournaments, but like the times I do get to go and like, and you, you, I know I know both of you can agree with me. It's just it, it's one of those times that can't be matched with anything else. And then by the time you get back, I'm like, it's already over. It was only three days. Like, why can't I make this a week? Why can't yeah, it be like never a long month? Enough. <laughs> it's, exactly. it's never long enough. Don't want to go back enough. to your day job. <laughs> Yeah, or yep. school, I, or I, I, home, or whatever or your problems are. It, it sure is nice to just live in don't. the land of dance games for a while. Right? Maybe you don't want to go back to your parents' house. You just want to hang out with your friends for a month. Like, why not? <laughs> hmm, maybe we can make yeah, that we should do. Just we should do the team, team week retreat. You're right, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, we should. See, there you go. All right. Well... <laughs> I think we've covered everything that was on our list. Uh, I, I don't mean to, to shoo you out, you both out of here, but uh, you're both very busy people, and uh, I think we've, we've covered everything, unless uh, either of you has something. No, I don't have anything to say. But um, other than that, like, uh, you're, you're never, uh, we're never busy for you. You just hit well, us up whenever yeah, you need us. Yeah, because we have so much practice to have between now and <laughs> Memorial Day. I guess that's the show then. Uh, let's let's let's. Uh, what do we say at the end of the show? Uh, we plug people. Uh, Brandon, you've got an arcade. We already covered that. Uh, Bobby, you don't plug anything when you come here, so I'll, I'll do it next time. I promise. All right, that's our show then. Uh, come back next month when we're gonna either we're probably gonna be post morteming the the GDQ run or probably I don't know we've got an upgraded street version of the streaming episode perhaps maybe i can finally we'll figure it out maybe we got a big guest coming who knows but uh until then i guess just keep on stepping maniacs